Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will here with John. It's time for our belated January news roundup, which is actually starting with news because they did a mailbag episode of the official podcast. Gasp. So I'm not going to go over every little thing they said. Honestly, the only thing I wanted to briefly talk about is somebody wrote in asking, what's the plan with Eugene? And they have said the episode tackling it will be an album 75. So the next album. (laughs) And they didn't give any more details other than it was really hard without Will there. So I'm glad to know my presence not being at the studio was felt. But. Well, okay. That's interesting phrasing. That's what I was wondering. So it sounds like they might be either writing Eugene off the show or a new actor is coming in. I'm assuming, again, the way they phrased it makes it sound like they did a Eugene tribute episode without Eugene in it. Right, it, like, okay, the reason, I'm not opposed to them, like, phasing out the character, it would just come at, like, the worst possible time in this story arc. Right, because we can't really ditch Bucket at this point unless we really quickly wrap up the Jewel stuff. Yeah. And I guess here's my thing. Mr. Whitaker keeps getting replaced. Every other actor whose character has died has just left the show. I know they brought Bart Rathbone back for, like, a two-line appearance in Album 50 after his voice actor died. But my guess is that was already planned and they didn't want to rewrite it to be somebody else. Yeah. My, and, like, but, like, to be fair, Eugene is the closest to Wit's caliber level. Right. Like, Bernard and Tom, they just kind of phase them out after the hiatus. Yes. that That's going to be, like, hard. But it's going to be weird if they have an episode talking about, like, why is Eugene's voice different? Maybe they can say he got a cold or something. Right, or, like, yeah, Eugene you see- was, Eugene's in an accident. And, like, I don't know. Like, it's, I can't, I mean, maybe, but, like, I don't know. I guess my thing would be, Wit got to go to the Middle East for a year and a half while they found a replacement voice actor. They already kind of said in one episode, Eugene's teaching in England. Maybe they say he chose to stay there, and, and he'll come back at some point. So, I don't know what they do about Katrina and Buck. Maybe they just occasionally mention, oh, Katrina and Buck are gone this week visiting Eugene or something. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just hard now with Buck, because you could just say Eugene and Katrina are off in the missionary field with Everett and his father. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be... So, who knows? This upcoming Buck and Jules episode may be, like, the capper on that storyline, 
and they can move on from there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's very possible. So I'm not going to discount that thing. I just... That was the biggest thing. Everything else was little questions about 28 hours, other... That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You can listen to the episode. It's very interesting. I... Yeah. So that, to me, was the biggest takeaway, that they do have a plan for Eugene, and the way they phrased it made it sound like he's either going to leave the show for a bit or he's permanently been written off. I mean, it could be something weird, like he just comes on with a different voice now. Like they have a new voice actor, and they come on, and it's like Eugene's trying to act more fatherly, and he has like a gruffer voice. I mean, that could work. I I don't necessarily want that, but it's like an option. But yeah, it, that seems pretty quick. Like what's what's surprising about it is how quick it seems. Well, he died. <sighs> yes and no. So he died. What was it? Last holiday season. It was, was late twenty twenty one. Yeah, I remember that. So yeah, so I guess the episode could be in the pipe. They could have written it pretty quickly then, and put it in the pipeline now. Right. Yeah. So, and because remember when Wit died, they had to write him out of episodes. They had Eugene and Bernard go on that. But they were also producing an episode, you know, one episode a week for the year. Yeah. So, it it was, so on one hand, the turnaround probably felt faster then. And yes, this feels like a fast turnaround because sometimes on these podcasts, they'll mention episodes that don't come out for two or three years. So. So, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, so then there were just other little nitpicky things like how did Jillian find the sweater? Something about Katrina's brothers. It was it was nothing bad. It was just kind of we need to let's answer the Eugene question and answer some other things. And then they kind of gave a non-answer to why Sky Feldstein became a bad guy. <laughs> so I think they just wanted someone who would be a twist villain and they didn't know who else to do. That's basically what they made it sound like. Like, well, Sky's. We knew it was going to take place at the TV station, and Sky was already there. So, I think they were just like, "Oh, here's someone we could pull. That's at least someone we know." Yes. All right. So, moving on to the comics. So, we're in the middle of a kind of a mystery comic where it looks like an old character is coming back. I mean, I read since I have read the most recent one where we do find out. It's somebody with a pretty big name. Intriguing. So it's someone who was in prison. They let out. Then there's another mystery person. Jason seems to have been kidnapped again. And the airwaves are also getting messed with. So. Don't you think it's probably um, Richard Maxwell? Uh, I can tell you based on who the other person is, it is certainly not Richard Maxwell. Oh, okay. So. I haven't read up to that point. But let's talk about what I think out of all these comic arcs so far would have been the episode I would have wanted to have heard the most. I agree. (laughs) So it's the return of Bernard. So it starts off Bernard's chumming around with Red Hollard. We go to the hardware store of the Bad Joke Buzzer, which I appreciate now when a thing like that comes up, they tell you what episode to go listen to. Yeah. He goes I... to Wits End. Oh, go ahead. No, keep going. 
He goes to Wits End to see everybody, which, so I'm guessing he just stopped working there because there wasn't enough business, so he moved it all to Connellsville, and Wits just had to find someone else to clean the windows. You know, he meets, he's... That's basically what it says. Oh, okay. He finds out about Buck, and he, Buck, Eugene, and Katrina go to England to visit Everett and Leonard. I, yeah, here's the thing. I agree with you. I think if, I mean, Bernard's, I, maybe it's longer ago than I remembered, but I know Bernard's voice actor has passed. Um, Ber- yeah, Bern- I, I don't believe Bernard has been back since the hiatus, so. No. Um, his voice actor has passed, but I think it was a, a few years, like within the last few years. I don't think it was like during the hiatus or anything. This would have, I think, been a pretty fun episode and even like a way to kind of write Bernard off on the show in a natural way. Like I think instead of having him at Connellsville, you could have had him like retired, which I think is what they end up saying in the show at one point, which is why I was like, is this canon? Because I thought someone mentioned that Bernard retired. They may have it. I'm just not remembering. I can't can't remember that for sure. Um, Because I think that would have been... This would have been a fun episode to see them interact again, to bring back, like, Everett and all those characters, and just, like, just to show that they exist. Right, it would have been a good, Bernard's back for one episode, and Leonard and Everett are back for one episode, and honestly, after the Buck adoption episode, it's a really good story, because I think they nailed it. Buck and Bernard would inherently have more in common. Yeah. So, I'm glad they touched upon that. I, it does confirm a headcanon, because, you know, Buck beats Bernard at chess on the first try. I truly think Bernard is just an amazing chess player and let Buck win to freak Eugene out. It also seems like the first time we've seen goofy Eugene in a while. Yes. Like funny Eugene. Like now, I that could be like... because Will Ryan was in his 80s when he died, so it's possible he just wasn't capable of doing the scream anymore. No, I I fully agree, but it I feel like we also see that with Connie a little bit, or like when I mean we still see it with Connie, we still see the goofiness, but it's a little less. And I feel like some of the episodes recently have been trying to bring that in, but I I like I remember like oh yeah, Eugene used to be like this. Yes, he used to be yeah more up his own whatever, but no, I, I we... mean more just like could get zan- like the the chess joke in the comic where buck beats bernard at chess and eugene's just like what that's that's what i mean that eugene was always so smart that sometimes when he'd get knocked down he couldn't yeah exactly process it uh so if, if i have one complaint it's that the comic ends very quickly <laughs> yeah they kind of wrap it up as like merry christmas goodbye well, I get it was a Christmas episode, so they wanted to have it done before the holiday was over, but it just stuck out to me that we do the chess thing, then he, then Eugene, Buck, and Katrina have that heart-to-heart. It's like, I don't know, there could have been, like, one panel, because you said it, Everett doesn't say anything. The one thing that I think that's sad is I know, like, they've said that these are kind of canon, but I also get the feeling if they use these characters, it's because the Odyssey writing team has no intention of bringing back these characters. I do think that's possible. 
And so that's a little disappointing. Like Bernard, I didn't think we were. So I appreciate Bernard being in this comic. But like Everett and uh, Eugene's dad, I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Earl Bowen, voice of Blacker, died a few days ago when we were recording this. So yeah, I don't know if you cut it or <laughs> our reactions or not. Yeah, I'm going to re-listen to them and decide. But what was I going to say? But just to use the current arc as an example, if this character has been deemed never coming back, I'm going to be surprised because the person who voices them works at Focus on the Family. Oh, interest. Oh, is it? So, oh, so that okay. narrows it down quite a bit. And as a reminder, not to spoil it, Dale Jacobs is showing up in the February Club episode, so it's not him. Yeah. No, I gotcha. So, to be clear, he's one of the characters. I think there's another one, because it's a radio show, they can kind of show the character's face physically and keep it a surprise as to who's going to walk through the door. Yeah. Then I think I also like what we're talking about. That kind of gives it yeah. away. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I Here's the problem. It's not as much of a surprise as they wanted it to be. Let me just put it that way. I called it the second or third panel in. Anyway. What I did also like about this week's comic strip is Renee is shown as being a presence around Wit's End in this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I know sounds weird, but if they're really bringing her in as the new Eugene, sort of. Yeah. It's- Honestly, I think they may be splitting that duty between her and Maury. We're going to find out. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> we'll see. But yes, I... Eugenia Bernard comic, great. I'm a little worried this current comic is set up for Novacom 2.0. Just because do we need do we need to start splitting between the comics and the radio show? Anyway, we've we've rambled on long enough. It's time for the main event, the January episode, live from Mount Sinai. Using the imagination station, Zoe and Ted Humphreys get to experience an adventure with Moses. Okay, so a few questions. Uh, why is this told out of order? That's my one big question about this episode, too. Okay, so I guess it's to have the come around where it's like, oh, like, why are they doubting? Like, I don't know. It feels like, right, it feels like it would have been better had it been sequential. Well, let me put it, if it had started with them at the foot of Mount Sinai, and then they went back to the very beginning, then followed everything in order, then it would have worked. I agree. I mean, is that what they, it's all very confusing. Right, it jumps around a few times, like, I think they go to the rock, then Egypt, then the woman is sick, who we don't establish the woman very well before they time jump. I'm not trying to be dumb. It was right after they left Egypt. Oh, Okay. It wasn't the parting of the Red Sea, but it was somewhere around there. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I did. I, I liked the episode because, again, it's a one-part Bible story that I feel like they're getting better at doing. But Ted Humphreys, what did they do to him? What do you mean? I, I'm sort of joking, but one thing stuck out at me. In the other episode he's in, Ted Humphreys is more, not bumbling, but more like... Well-meaning. If you had told me at one point this episode was supposed to be Zoe and Jay, I would have believed you. Oh, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, so I'll say this. I always liked the Bible action. The OTC action news. Yeah, TC action news. Um, 
I always thought that was like an interest, like a fun kind of thing. So I do like this. Um, yeah. I like how, I mean, it, it shows like obscure Bible stories. It's like, here's like examples. But right, the order of things make things a little complicated. Although I did like the end about like the message being about God's promises and they don't actually show Moses coming back. Yes, I agree. Like there's still this, this like sense of faith in despite that. Right. Yeah. I also would like to note, this is only, I think like only the second time a non wits end adult has gotten into the imagination station. And both times it was about Moses. No. Mr. Barkley in the one about the Passover and Bernard. Ted Humphreys in this one. I would consider Bernard a wits end adult. Okay. I mean, if you consider Bernardo Wits and Adult, I mean, there's a few room of consequence stuff. Yes. Um. Oh wait, did they put the lawyer into the imagination station or the room of consequence? I think it was the room of consequence. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, just so people know, to me, a Wits and Adult is someone who is seen as a fixture around Wits End in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I think. Part of the joke, which is why I think he's bumbling, is he's doing VR, and it's supposed to be like a hip story with the kids. Right, and I actually appreciate this, because I have get, taken some heat in the past for saying, isn't the Imagination Station just fancy VR? So I appreciate Odyssey is uh, confirming this for me. No, 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 because Wit talks of Wit steps up and is like, it's much more sophisticated than VR. It's much more different than VR. I know, but most people would say it's VR. It's a type kind of thing. I, here's the funny thing. He said, like, I should have brought my camera. I would love him trying to bring a camera, him trying to do this again, bringing a camera in. I know, because I'd be curious to hear their description of what it looks like. I mean, on I'm camera. not going to lie. Thinking about this episode... I wonder if it's just kind of like a screen-based thing, but it has like some advanced sound or like like wind and like heat, like certain like of those type of effects where it's um. Let's face it, Wit just built those dome sets they're using for the Mandalorian. Yeah, basically, you know. Right, but maybe he roofies the kids. Okay, stop. What? We know that's not true. And I, I'm sure drug talk is not part of the community guidelines, Will. Oh, no. Here are Bob and Jesse again. This time they have a hacksaw. Okay. But no, it is just interesting that I feel like since Renee has joined the show, and I know she's not in this episode, we've gotten more talk about how the Imagination Station works or that it's a lot more than just this souped-up VR I don't know if, again, is this something they're building to for later or what, but. I thought the battle sound effects were funny. Like, it was yes. kind of like a little loop, and then he's like, what's going on here? We're at war. I would agree with that. That was very, very good. Um, like, I, I thought, because it's like, you get, like, the Moses raising his hand. You get, like, striking the rock. You get the mana, you get like the Levites not going along with Aaron building the idol. Yes. Like you get a good chunk of like those kind of things. Kind of surprised. Now that may have been after he came out down Sinai, but they didn't do like the snake thing. I would agree with that. 
I think that I was think, after Sinai. Yeah, that's why. I was going to say, like, why didn't they do that? But then, like, I think it's after Sinai. Although they could have just done it, given <laughs> everything's out of order. They could have just jumped forward, yeah. And not mentioned the snake one specifically in that. I guess, though, at the end, they're, like, doing the stones for, like, the different, like, miracles of promises. Yeah. I agree. I also kind of love Wit being a little salty with Ted Humphreys and his human interest pieces. Yeah. The reason I send him on this adventure is he needs to go deeper. I thought Ted Humphreys was fine. I mean, it works because at the end he kind of comes around to be like, look, in my reporting. Yes, I would agree. It It is funny, though. They they do try to make it. He's very much like a hello, fellow kids sort of joke. This episode where he's like this modern technology as a tape recorder. Yeah. OK, so here's the one thing, though. They never say it's a tape recorder, which I found funny, because he's holding a tape recorder in the image, and you can barely hear him click it on. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I don't know why Wit didn't say, is that a tape recorder? Yeah. D- it doesn't matter. I just Maybe it's a joke for the people who look too deeply at the club. Like us. Yes, exactly. I'll... Mm, Again, I am always surprised how surprised the adults are at the ability of the Imagination Station. The kids are always just kind of, yeah. Yeah, this is what, why why would you think it's different? This is how it works. Yeah, exactly. Which I I guess makes sense. I do always kind of wonder, and this is a discussion from another time. How does the Imagination Station work during a normal operating day? Like, do you have to sign up for a time or? Maybe. I mean, so the one time I remember there being a line... Was when, well, one, there's the episode where they're like, they piled like 12 kids into the imagination station. But the one time I remember is when, remember Jason, like, made it so. People, yeah, like, people could walk and stuff. People could, like, be healed, like, temporarily in the imagination station. I remember there yes. being, like, a huge line for that. Though since right. then, maybe they changed stuff. Yes. I mean, maybe it's just set up in a way where the rooms, like, reset every the story every three minutes, so... Well, my I, I'd like to think... The door thi- thing is technically more people could use it. Right. I'd like to think Wit's End, just the back rooms or this cacophony of Imagination Station rooms. Yeah. See, that's what you do at Focus. A maze of mirrors at the Imagination Station. Maybe the Imagination Station is like the Flight of Passage at Disney... Oh, that that's true. Well, oh like, no, you know, like it's hard because it's like right. You like listen to it, and it's like this perception that like these individuals are like standing right there. Yeah, like, you can like actually like tangibly touch them, but maybe that's not how it is. Right now, because you know what they could do. Are you familiar with the void? No. So the void was this chain of VR themed escape rooms. Where you would go into a room, put your headset on, and be in some adventure. So there were Star Wars, Jumanji, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, anyway. It closed during COVID and never reopened. But again, if folks in the family wanted like something to bring people out, maybe they build the Imagination Station as like a VR adventure room. Yeah, I mean, you know people would come out. Right, and it's either like you get to go around Wits End and go on an adventure with them, or... You and a couple of kids from Odyssey get to experience a Bible story. It's true. Now, I mean, I'd go out there for that. Yeah, I would too. Now we got a, now they're like, we won't do it then if it means you guys are going to come out. 
Um, Maybe we can go to the press event. Yeah, I I somewhat doubt we would be invited. Uh, we might be the only people they are willing to invite. I'm joking, but... Who knows? But regardless, uh, we got a little off track. But I really like this episode. I just There's not a lot to say about it, but I really enjoyed it. You know, good imagination, yeah, it, good, like, yeah. twist on it, good, like, biblical story. Just, like, the order of things was a little weird. I would agree. I I, I kind of like where they're going with, like, Zoe and Ted Humphreys as foi- semi-foils to each other, but Ted Humphreys is also Zoe's mentor. Yeah. Because, l- let's be honest, they, especially listening to the old episodes, they kind of missed the boat doing that with Dale Jacobs and Lucy. I agree. Which, remember, apparently Dale Jacobs is back next month, so... They just kind of have him show up on occasion. I know, I mean, I guess that means he still works at the Odyssey... What if it's about the Odyssey Times going digital? Who knows? Or a podcast. That would be funny. Yeah. Please remember, Focus on the Family, if you ever want two podcast hosts in an episode and you need guest voices... I do it for scale. You know it would be Bob and Jesse. Yeah, I know it would be Bob and Jesse. But it was worth a try. It was worth the try. Maybe that's why there's so much lost stuff in this episode, in the last album, because they're secretly listening to the podcast and seeing what they're getting right and what they're getting wrong. They're gearing up to sue us. Oh, no. Anyway, I think that wraps up this roundup. Join us next time for some more album episodes. And by that point, album 74 should be done. So we'll do our recap of the best episodes of 2022, which, yes, I'm counting the four episodes that released in 2023 as part of album 74 as 2022, because that's just easier for my mental ability. Yeah. I'm not an idiot, I promise. We know. Thanks. Well, have a great week, everyone. I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.